podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria, Australia's oldest drama teacher association. Consider becoming a member to take advantage of the many member benefits. This podcast was recorded on the land of the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung peoples, and we would like to pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to the Assigned Podcast for Drama Teachers and Students. My name is Lawrence Page and in this episode I'm joined by veteran actor, improviser and artistic director of Impro Melbourne, the one and only Catherine Weaver. As we talk about five games to teach character, let's get to it. Hello, Catherine. Hello. Catherine, would you mind telling us a little bit about your philosophy behind teaching characterization? Sure. Uh, once you start teaching students how to play characters, suddenly their storytelling ability improves because they are not them on stage anymore. They've already learned to be quite spontaneous. They've already started to know how to tell stories. Um, and character is where they start to really become actors on stage and become people who aren't themselves. Uh, the exercises that I teach also are helpful when you're doing scripted work in how to embody the character. Number one. Number one is a P-graph exercise, which is a group in Austin, Texas, who came and taught improvisation at Improv Melbourne. Um, and what it is, is you just look at the other person and you say, well, 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 and you give them an emotion and an occupation. So like, well, 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 if it isn't the happy parking inspector. <laughs> and then the parking inspector person can be like, oh, yes, oh, I can't wait to give you a ticket. Oh, how exciting. Uh, and then they point at you and say, well, 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 if it isn't the sad baker. And what that does is it just gets the kids to have a taste of how much they change with different emotions. Because, of course, emotion starts to play into character um, and also, you know, the occupation. Number two. I ask them to think of somebody they know. So somebody they know that they like, that is really important. So maybe a parent that they like or, a, or a, um, somebody in their life that they admire. And if you say that, then it's less likely they're going to try and play their friend and it becomes an all-encompassing all in-joke. Uh, and then I get them to play a scene with someone else who's also playing someone they know. And suddenly they know what choices to make. They know how this character moves or walks. And uh, you can find that people quickly look like someone very different to themselves when they're trying to embody their grandfather um, who used to be a jockey, etc. <laughs> Number three. Get your students, if you're teaching improvisation, you can use animals to inspire characters and you can actually play it as a game. You could get students to suggest animals, let the students pick what animal they're going to be uh, and then get them to play it. Sometimes students will go full animal and sometimes students will go full human. So sometimes I add in a, a caviar that's not the right word, but it's delicious, um, of what number they're going to be playing. So 10 is full human, 1 is full animal. So as they're playing the scene together, maybe there's four of them at a party, I might be like, number five! And suddenly you see them kind of balancing out the human versus the animal. Uh, and for a cat, it's those little things like, are they wiping their face with their hand? Are they flicking their shoulders? Birds, how does the head move? 
Um, it's a really nice tool to get them starting to think about how movement really influences character um, and using other outside sources to inspire their characters. Number four. Number four. Uh, get them to write lists on how to play certain characters. So, for instance, how do you play a queen? And get them to write an instruction. Uh, walk tall, take small steps, wave at people, smile nicely. How do you play a celebrity? How do you play a hero? How do you play a villain? And get them to write lists and then swap them around each other so that they've got a list on how to play a certain character and see if it works. Maybe there's a couple of instructions that don't come out that well and you're like, oh, maybe we can change them. This exercise is explained in full in Keith Johnston and Pro for Storytellers. He has some lists in there that you can use. I would edit some of them because the book was written in 1980. Uh, but it's a very good guide of getting people to play and do things in scenes that maybe them as themselves would not do. And finally, number five. Number five is an exercise that can be quite full on. So I wouldn't teach this unless you have a group of students that are really enthusiastic, you've got trust in the room, and everybody is making each other look good. And that is character painting. So what happens is you get them into small groups and two students will look at one student and try and make them look like, for instance, a warrior. And so they'll say, you know, tilt your head up and then look at them. Do they look more warrior with their head tilted up? Oh, maybe tilt it down. Smile. Don't smile. Bring your shoulders back. Bring them forward. How do they have their hands? How does this character walk? How does this character uh, talk? And then what I usually do is set up scenes of the convention of warriors or the convention of princesses, etc. And they're at the buffet table. And it's quite fun watching two people trying to embody these instructions walk across so different to the way that they usually move. This exercise I started doing because as an actor, sometimes in improv scenes, I was being told to play you know, uh, a beautiful woman who was assured of herself. And I was like, what? How? <laughs> In that moment. <laughs> and suddenly getting people to tell you little tips and tricks, you're like, oh, I just need to hold my hand like this and my chin like this, my shoulders like this, deep in my voice, and suddenly I have control of the room. Uh, made me go, oh, this is a great exercise to start getting over those hurdles of playing some of those characters that people find really tricky to play. Catherine Weaver, thank you so much for your time. Thank you! And that's all for this episode of The Aside. Huge thank you to Catherine Weaver for giving us her time. You can find out more about Impro Melbourne at impromelbourne.com.au where you can participate in their workshops or watch their highly talented performances. If you would like to ask us a question or you have a suggestion for a future episode, feel free to contact us on asidepodcast at outlook.com. We respond to a number of emails each week and are always happy to help. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. Thank you to Aaron Searle for providing the music. And of course, thank you for listening.